0: WNT9 Talk Radio. Man, I love what we do here, man. Today, got my 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 my, my girl, my my partner, Yolanda Rosier, my co-host. What's up, lady? Me
1: too. Me too.
0: How's everybody today? Uh I'm sure they saying they good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. How you
1: doing, my good brother?
0: I'm absolutely good. You know, those adverse forces remain, but we, you know, we complete the course and you know, we here. You know what I'm saying? Uh, today we got, we got the good brother. You know, we, we get an opportunity to, to interview all kind of people, man. So today I think is our first out of over a hundred podcast shows we've done. Today would be the first that we touch in and tap into uh, this particular area. So, Without further ado, go ahead and introduce the brother today.
1: All righty. Well, I want to start off by saying 75% of people have a credit score below 700. If you're one of them, you don't have to be. I want to introduce to you my good brother, Angelo McCutcheon, the credit doctor. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing well. How is everybody doing in the house? Wonderful.
0: Today is a juicy one, man. I actually... Um, Angelo is someone who, uh, he's considered part of the family, y'all, just for those who don't know. And, mm-hmm. um, when I actually, I actually heard that you were doing a, um, some, some credit repair and things of that nature by one yeah. of our, uh, friends. And, you know, when he really expressed how he, you helped him, I knew it was something then because a lot of people, um, you know, a couple of people I know are, are trying to do, uh, credit repair, but they, mm-hmm. it's not really an explained process. So I, I hopefully today we can get you to actually, you know, pour, pour in some information and, um, explain, uh, the necessity of having or the need to have, uh, you know, credit in general and then, If it's damaged, why is it important to have it repaired?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll definitely dive into all of that.
0: Right. But first, um, of course, you know, you can give the listeners a little little, uh, introduction of yourself. Let us know how'd you arrive on uh, repairing credit and helping people uh, financially.
2: Absolutely. Again, my <laughs> name is Angelo McCutcheon. I am the founder and owner of my company called the Faithful Credit Group, uh, which we help people do uh, a few things. Number one, our major thing is we help people uh, repair their credit, and we also help people who have businesses build business credit as well. But our main function is credit repair. I've been doing that now for 15 years. We've helped Thousands of people in those 15 years take their scores from whatever 400 500. Goal is always to get them into the sevens and the 800s. And I got into it absolutely because at one time I had horrible credit
3: Mm. and
2: it was affecting me. And all I knew was that you know, when I tried to apply for something, I was getting denied, (laughs) didn't even know what for. I was getting denied. They were telling me something about your credit, you know, your credit report at that time. I didn't know anything about a credit report. Right. I didn't know anything about a credit score. And at the point, I'm married, raised in a family, I'm pastor of the church, and didn't know anything about it. Wow. That. Anything. Yeah. And so the first time I ever pulled my credit, we talking early 2000s, first time I ever pulled my credit, well, when I first saw my credit scores, all forever of was in the low 400, like four, five, mm. four, eight, six, mm. whatever. When I pulled, first time I pulled my credit report, all three of them, I had about 18 negative items on all three of my credit report. It was that bad. Wow. And didn't even know it.
0: Didn't even know it. And didn't even
2: know it. I wow. had no clue whatsoever how it was affecting me. I knew when I was younger and I did have credit cards and how I messed it up and this and that, <laughs> but I always thought, hey, if I forgot about it, if I didn't do nothing about it, it would just <laughs> go away. Yeah. I didn't no one to follow me like you did? Nobody told me. Right. You know, we never educated about that in school. At least the schools I went to, or right. even the church I went up to. They didn't didn't we didn't talk about that. My home didn't talk about that. Talk about credit finances in a way that uh, how it could actually help you as you get older. And so, to me, it was trial and error. And in most of my case, it was mostly error.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Now, how, how does then, a, how then, does a person actually? know that they have bad credit. Because most people and I'm sure you know this, most people believe that if they haven't uh established credit that they have no credit.
2: Right. Which is as bad as having bad credit. When you have no credit, you're as bad as having bad credit. Right. And so one of the ways that you typically know is is getting denied. That's one of the first signs when you get denied for something that tells you that, else. Oh. Cause they 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 look at your credit report. They look at your credit score. to all that, and if they say we can't give you this uh, loan, or we can't give you this mortgage, or we can't give you this car, or because of your credit, that's usually the very first sign that you something's wrong with your credit when you start getting denied for things.
0: Mm. Now, h- how can somebody actually? Um, so 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 off the back, if if you're you're out there and you're um, trying to get anything and. Uh, the, 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 the responses that is saying no, they're saying no to you. That's a good, strong sign that your credit is not good. Right.
2: And I and I, and to use my personal, uh, example, after I found out, I was getting denied and found out how bad my credit was, I said, okay, let me apply for stuff. Let me begin to fix this. Let me find out how I can repair and fix this, uh, credit. And people were telling me at the time that I would talk to certain people like, no, you just gotta pay those bills, you just got that's the only way that you take it. But being a man of research, even back then, I always study and look into things and I started looking into how I can repair my credit, mm-hmm. looking into what the law, I found a couple of laws, fair credit reporting act, fair debt collection practices. And I began to say, Oh, wait a minute, so there's an avenue in which this can be fixed. And and I studied for about a year and a half on how to repair my credit before I even started doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a year and a half, I just did research, you know, talk to people, pull up information, Google this, and I started putting information together. And to make a long story short, once I got all that together, it took me close to quickly close another two years. But I took my scores from the low 400 to the 800 plus, and I didn't pay not one bill that was on me. Got them all deleted wow. based on what the law said with my rights. And I started applying my rights to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you Wonderful. said you said your rights.
2: My rights, you know, uh, what your rights? The law, the law, you have a lot of rights under the law, the fair credit report, and tells you what creditors can do and what they can't do, what you can do and what you can't do. Once you know what your rights are, what you can and cannot do, and you start applying that, it changes the game because a lot of times you start finding out a lot of these creditors or credit bureaus are violating your rights because they believe that you don't know what your rights are, so they get away with a lot of stuff. They put on your credit report or they go after you for
0: Wait a minute, so you're saying that things can be on your credit report that's not actually legit?
2: Absolutely. You can have mixed files there, have somebody else's files. You can have uh, things, accounts on there that maybe you started but they put the wrong amount. Like you may have, let's just say, for example, a Capital One. And a Capital One maybe give you a credit card for a thousand dollars, but by the time it gets reported to the credit bureaus, they start saying you had a limit of two thousand. Things like that, or your balance, they might say that you owe them five hundred dollars when you really owe them three hundred. Things like that. Uh, and one of the major things that the law says, and this was the strength of being of me being able to, to clean up my credit and then use this to help uh, the clients that I've been helping over the years. The main thing that the law states is. Whatever goes on your credit report. Now, the law doesn't care whether it's yours or not. It just says whatever goes on your credit report, it has to be 100% accurate. If it's not 100% accurate, then they either have to fix it or they have to delete it from your credit report. So you start looking for inaccuracies on your credit report, a whole lot of them.
0: Now, what, was be, what would be the initial process for somebody actually um, finding out what's on their credit report?
2: The initial thing would be to first pull your credit report. That's the first thing I tell a client, get a hold of your credit reports. And you can get it for free at uh, the annualcreditreport.com website, or they have a number that you can call and order it over the phone, and they'll send it to you. But the first thing is to get your credit reports to see what is being reported. Uh, a lot of times – People might just say, I'm sorry, a lot of times people might just say, uh, yeah, I have a Capital One account, so yeah, that, that's my account, I know. But they don't know that things that's being reported about that Capital One may not be accurate, and that's what kills people, you know, or hurts their credit or hurts them. The reason why the government actually put these in here is because when they did a study of the whole uh, industry of the credit bureaus, they found out that 70% of things found on people's credit reports are errors. Wow. Somebody wow. came up with the law to help uh the consumer.
0: Now no, what 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 say you, Yolanda Rosia, about all of this this madness? This is that's that's kinda crazy to, to you know to, wow.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I heard you already mentioned about the laws. Now are these laws new? Have they just come into effect?
2: These laws have been around since probably the 70s. they they've been uh mid seventies, early seventies they actually start wow. coming into effect. But they've been, you know, they were updated a few things as they go along the way, but they've basically been around. I always tell people, they have laws out there to help you, they just don't send them to your house. If they're out there, But they are out there. Hmm. And well, my you tell surprise... Us, I'm sorry. A little
1: snippet of... Um, I heard you say something before about um, debt collectors contacting you. Can you give us a little bit of do's <laughs> and don'ts, so to speak?
2: Right. So, so typically, if... Um, a debt collector, it just came out with new rules under the uh, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau about how debt collectors can actually reach out to you before, you know, and they have laws that they can't harass you, they can't abuse you over the phone, they can't be cursing you out, things like that. They can't be calling you more than uh, four times a day. Um, otherwise, those are considered violations. And you can file a lawsuit against them and get money back. Uh, if they send you collection letters, they have to have certain – uh, wordings in it. They can't be trying to fool you or anything like that. So, those are the standard things that they had uh, when it comes to debt collecting. And I always tell people if a, if a debt collector calls you, right, you don't have to argue with them. You don't have to go back and forth with them. You don't have to explain your situation because they really don't care about your situation. You don't have to do any of that. Just tell them, so listen, number one, if you say I owe you anything, send it to my house. Send it to my house. Confirm it. To, send it to me in the mail. Once they can say they're going to do that, then you request. And at this point, I'm asking you to no longer call my phone. Mm. And The law says the minute you tell them that, they can no longer call you. They call you after you tell them that. Anybody from that company, that's a violation of your rights, and you can sue them. So you always tell them, send that information to me through the mail, let me look at it, but do not call me
0: anymore. Wow.
2: Mm.
0: Now, is that with any uh, any collection agency?
2: Any collection agency, any. And now the way the law is structured, um, you know, normally they would call you every day. If they couldn't get a touch of you. They may call you every day. Right. You know, uh, so like now the way the law is structured, they can only call you. They can't call you more than seven times in a week, in a seven-day period. They cannot call you more than seven times. So if they call you twice on Monday, three times on Wednesday. You know how they keep calling. Like If it gets passed seven times, that's a violation. Wow. Right there. They can. And then the other part of the law when it comes to debt collection, new, this actually came into effect last year, November uh, 30th of 2021. They said that if a debt collector calls you and you pick up the phone to talk to them, and even if you tell them all that information, and let's say you never tell them, you forget to tell them, don't call me anymore. Where well, the law says the first time they call you and talk to you over the phone, they got to wait seven more days before they can call you again.
0: Wow, where can this yes, law? Where can this this uh, law be found? How can somebody retrieve that?
2: You go online and look up under uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. That's that's part of the government that actually oversees the whole industry of credit credit. <laughs> credit reports and debt collection, stuff like that. Uh, typically known as the CFPB, uh, but it's the consumer financial protection Bureau. You can Google that and then look under debt collection or credit. They'll have different you know, points on their website. And that's where you'll begin to see uh, some of the new rules and the new laws. Outside of that, you can also go under the Federal Trade Commission and then just look under... Um, uh, consumer, consumer debt, something like consumer debt or something like that, and that I outline uh, the laws to, you know, where you can follow. That was my first time when I first started knowing about the laws when I Googled the Federal Trade Commission, and then I saw the uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act and the Fair Debt Collection Practices, right? And I was like, boom, got it. I said, yes, this is what I need to start reading. Even though I didn't understand everything, I got enough to got, you know, start my journey. I said, oh, I can't do this, I can't do that. Oh, okay,
0: Wow. So this is something that you you actually, you was like, enough is enough. I got to do something about this thing.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> what could you possibly tell us about um a debt being sold? Like, it, it seems to be a big business where people's debt is being sold, and the, and the individual don't know nothing about it. It's, I mean, it's just like it being passed around.
3: Right.
2: So, yes, yeah, so... If you um, create a debt with a creditor, the original creditor, and then let's say you know you're making payments, or it's a credit card, or mortgage, whatever. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and let's say whatever life happens, and you can no longer pay that debt, right? Typically, they'll you know they'll say, okay, you're 30 days late, 60 days late, uh, 90 days late, 120 days late. Usually when it gets to around 90 to 120 days late, they're gonna write it off or they're gonna put it into collection, right? Meaning that they feel that they can no longer, you know, get this money from you. But what they'll do, and the law allows them to actually sell that debt to either a debt buyer, right? Or a collection agency who will work on behalf of the original credit to try to collect the money. And uh, in that, essence that's just saying if it's and people need to know this because this is very important when it comes to uh, a debt collector. So the debt collector can either own the debt, meaning they brought it straight out from uh, Capital One, we own this debt, now they have to pay us. Or sometimes a creditor may just say, hey, uh, let's say ABC debt collector, if you go out and get this debt from this person, we'll give you a percentage of it. We still own it, but if you go out, we'll give you a percentage of it. In that case, uh, they still own the debt and the debt collector it's just trying to collect on their behalf. So there are certain rules that governs that. Or if the debt collector just pays, so you know what, Capital One, we're gonna buy that from you. Let's say the, the uh, consumer owes Capital One a thousand dollars. I'm just using Capital One, no offense, Capital One, but I'm just gonna use that example. Say we owe you, they owe your, the consumer owes Capital One a thousand dollars. They're gonna buy that debt for probably two hundred dollars. Hmm. and then go after the consumer for the whole $1,000. Wow. money. That's why you see this is a big business. Wow. It is a big million-dollar business because you buy cheap and you go after the whole amount.
0: So they just auction it off and, mm-hmm. wow, man, that's crazy, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's when the debt collector starts calling you, sending you letters, harassing you, hey, you're going to pay this debt, hey, we're going to do this, all that stuff. You know, uh, and the reason why they do that is because they don't want you to Get to the point where you know your rights. So they try to get that money from you real quick. They try to scare you, pressure you to get that money real quick before you know your rights.
0: Is there any uh, time for a or an an opportunity to actually um, bring charges against these uh, debt collectors? It sounds like that you know there could be like some type of uh, legal case against some of these debt collectors.
2: Absolutely. Very good question. So the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, which is a law itself that governs what debt collectors can do and what they can't do, it lays out some of the things. And a lot of times debt collectors violate those rights, right? The consumer's yeah. right. And the law says if they violate the right, you can sue them. And in most cases, you can get a, an award for $1,000 per violation. Right. Wow. debt collectors violate these rights all not all debt collectors, but the daughter violated all the time because they believe that most people don't know what they rights are and they get away with it, you know, a lot. But yes, when they violate your rights, you can sue and that's one of the things I was talking about the other day on my YouTube. Um why I, I've been working with attorneys for the last five years. The first ten years of doing credit repair, I've been just helping the client. You know, repair their credit, fix to get their scores up. But when I came across certain things that uh, they just refused to remove and I knew it was a violation, I was just kind of stuck. I didn't know really what to do. I so, said, okay, we'll write the attorney general, we'll write them, try to put pressure on them. But the last five years, when I started hooking up with attorneys and found out they could do much more or get a lot more accomplished than I can do as a credit repair person. Hey, Yolanda, that changed the game for me. It changed the game. <laughs> wow. And I tell you over the – and I give you the number right now. Over the last five years working with attorneys, them filing lawsuits against these debt collectors or the credit bureaus or the original credit for violator our clients' rights, we have had a total payout total of one hundred over $170,000. In the last wow. five years, paid out to our clients. What? So some clients would get checks for three hundred, five hundred. The biggest award we got was twenty-two thousand, and anything in between.
1: Wow! 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 Now, your your business, uh, you use lawyers. Could you tell us a little bit about how that works, and you know the systems that they have in place to help protect the consumer?
2: Absolutely. So these lawyers, which is it's consumer lawyers now. They're consumer lawyers. Right, So I would tell people, if you want to go out, you know, get lawyers when it comes to uh, consumer debt, make sure you get a consumer lawyer because they know the consumer law. Don't get a uh, divorce, you know, attorney or don't get an injury person to try to deal with it. No, right. get a, don't get a real estate right. or you know, get a consumer lawyer because they, they, that's what they do. They practice consumer law. And so they have a lot of things in place. They know the law. And so a lot of times when we're pulling credit reports, and they're looking over it or collection letters. Uh, we're sending it to them. Or uh, we're telling them basically what sometimes what creditors are saying to our clients, and we have them documented, They have the provisions to say, Yep, that's the law, so we're going to file a lawsuit against them. We, we gather up all the evidence we need, send it to the attorneys, and they take it from there. They file a lawsuit. And 99% of the time, they just end up settling. The, the wow. debt collector settles cause they don't want to, really want to go to court because there's more money.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so we do now- the. I'm sorry.
2: Uh-huh. No, go ahead. We sued the credit bureaus. We sued uh, the original creditors. We had people who had repossessions on their account. And after they sold the card, told our clients, you owe $10,000. But because they reported it wrong or they said something wrong in the letter, our attorneys have actually filed a lawsuit, got the whole 10000 thrown out. The, 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 per- the, the uh, creditor ended up paying
1: our clients $1,000
2: and it was deleted from their credit report. So when we find those errors, those are the things that we actually do. Wow.
1: So I hear a lot, and I see a lot of commercials about monitoring credit. What is that all about? And how does your um, your uh, organization help people with monitoring credit?
2: So like you are talking yeah. about monitoring services like Credit Karma and
0: mm-hmm. uh,
2: yeah, Credit Sesame, <laughs> Identity Theft, MyFICO.com. So monitoring yes. services, uh, and we have a monitoring service, and I'll talk to you about that, uh, as a third-party you know, service in which people can get copies of their credit report and their credit score, uh, whether it's the FICO, whether it's the Vantage score, and you can look over it constantly to find out if anything ends up uh, showing up on your credit report. You may get alerts. So a lot of them is good. Not all of them is really good, but a lot of them is good to have, right, just because you can, they'll send you alerts if something hits your credit report and go, like, oh, you got something, you need to check this out. So a lot of them are good. We have one as well, but the only difference between ours and the other ones is that the other ones do not actually have attorneys monitoring the client's credit report.
1: Okay. So
2: our attorneys will actually monitor, uh, as long as they're part of the monitoring service, they will, even if they're no longer clients of mine, as long as they signed up for the. And it is, our service is like $24.99. they're not, As long as they follow part of the monitoring service, periodically our attorneys will pull their credit for us, see if there's anything new they need to dispute, follow a lawsuit with, boom, boom, boom. That's make, that what makes ours kind of stand out because we have that ability to even still get our client money back. Hmm. Okay.
1: And do you have to pay the attorney?
2: And that good, Very good question. With consumer attorneys, I would say 99% of the time, they do not charge anything, but I only speak to ours. They don't charge a dime for any work that they don't do, that they do for our clients. They don't charge a dime, never ask them for a dime. Uh, there is a provision in the law the same Fair credit reporting act and a fair debt collection practice. There's a provision that says the attorneys, if they want, they can get paid from whoever they sue. If they win the case, they, would, they could put in all their fees. Two thousand, ten thousand, five thousand. Wow! Fees, and say you guys have to pay up, and for that reason, the attorneys I work with never charge my clients anything. Wow!
1: So that's a one of the reasons why you work with attorneys.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The, the best thing I've, I've done when it comes to credit repair, hooking uh, up with that. Mm-hmm.
0: It sounds like you, you definitely have to have a team on your side. In regards to trying to, uh, repay your credit. I, for some reason, this seems like an area where people are actually, um, not in the loop and, and in the know. So how could, um, someone that has an issue with their, uh, credit and, uh, may need to, um, I mean, they, they may need to, they want to deal with it, but they're kind of embarrassed. So, you know, is this like a discreet process?
2: Yes, it's definitely, uh, Discrete problem. All the information is definitely uh handled confidentially. It's about you know it because it's it, it's personal and it's important and nobody wants to be embarrassed or anything like that. You know, I've had a few clients who uh before you know, they would always tell I don't know if I talked to you about that before who said they would come to me and it took a while before they actually come to me. when they finally did, they said, because because I was embarrassed. I didn't, you know, my score. And I, I wanted to get it fixed, but I'm glad we came down to you and we got it together. But a lot of people are embarrassed. A lot of people are embarrassed about it, but it's something that um, should not be ignored. We should not ignore it. Uh, no matter how bad it is, we should not ignore it. Just got to take the first steps. The first steps is just recognizing that you need to things and then go on from there, finding out how to get it done. Mm-hmm. Right.
3: Yeah. And what
1: advice do you have for people who don't have credit who think that you know um they just pay their public service bill and you know they go to work and you know that's it how you know what kind of advice do you have for people like that and what should they do to try to build their credit if they don't want like a bunch of credit cards or you know what happens
2: right uh that's a good question so in years (laughs) ago decades kind of ago uh you (laughs) can try to get away with it not really having focusing on your credit, right? And you can pay cash. Like I'll pay everything cash, everything cash. But now, within the last 10-plus years, i 15-plus years, that changed because everything now is about your credit. I get a lot of clients who making $100,000 a year or more come to me and say, hey, I can't get this because they say I have no credit. I got the money, but I have no credit, right? And so I encourage people that credit is important. Everybody's looking at your credit. Uh, Whether it be, of course, mortgage companies, car companies, but now you have life insurance looking at it. You have uh, cable TV, public service, uh, some jobs are looking at your credit. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everybody's looking at your credit. want to look at your credit. So if everybody wants to look at it, guess who should be the main person looking at it? You, you absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely,
0: that's you real. You know what they're gonna be seeing.
2: So I tell people, yes, you should. If you have no credit, start establishing credit. Right? You don't have to have five to ten credit cards. Uh, typically, if you get about, typically, you need about three to five positive things reporting on your credit report, uh, and you need it to have a mixture, whether it be revolving accounts and installment accounts. revolving so would be credit cards. Installments would be something like a car payment or a mortgage or a loan where you pay for a certain amount of time. But they look for that mixture. You have that mixture and you're making on-time payment and with credit cards, you're keeping your utilization low. That will put your score up there. So you don't need a lot. You just need enough to push your score up and know how to use it to get your score up there.
0: Now, you you're called the repair doctor. Now, how can, how can someone um, contact you and, and actually hire you to assist them with their credit repair?
2: Well, they can reach out to me. Uh, actually, they can call this, my number, 862-220-2948. And most people know that number. They can call me. Uh, we do a free consultation over the phone. They can reach out to me through my email which would be creditrepair64 at gmail.com. I try to keep it simple. They can find me on Instagram, guess what, at creditrepair64, right? They can find me on uh, TikTok at the credit Doctor 64 You see the, the theme? I try to keep it simple. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Um, so I'm, I'm out there. They can Google me. They can find a lot of ways to reach out, uh, connect with me. And Like I said, we do a free consultation. Right. We'll give all kinds of free consultation. And what that means is uh, while we're on the phone with you, we'll pull your credit reports, go over it with you, ask you some questions, uh, see what your uh, credit scores are, and then we'll let you know what we can do to kind of help you get started. And then if you're interested in that, we'll take it from there.
0: That's a mouthful right there. I, I, I actually, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, um, your phone has to be going off the hook. Uh at some point, man, because people are beginning to be more and more in tune with it being a cashless society. So right. it's kind of difficult to maneuver and do the things you really want to do if you don't have that good credit. So um before we get out of here, though, is there anything that we did not touch that you think that is imperative uh, that we tap into? Well,
2: I think we covered some of the most important things, but the key thing I want them to get away with, understand is, Take a look at your get your credit reports. By right? all means, get your credit reports. You can get it
3: free,
2: <laughs> and your credit report. See what's being reported on your credit reports, and then you can start that journey. You can reach out to any credit repair. Now, um, let me say this before we leave. In, like in any other business. There are a lot of scammers in this industry, a lot mm. of scammers are people who will take your money, find them to do something, and never do it. I've heard so many stories, and people have come to me and say, hey, i paid dollar, this guy this and I've never seen them again, and I've like a whole lot of money. So you be careful. Do your due diligence. Uh, Speak to people. If you give referrals, then that, that's somebody uh, to give you a referral, things like that. So, yes, but start out by getting your credit reports. find out what's being reported, and then let's take it from there.
0: Hey, we I actually, do have something. we, we, we just on that note, hold on, one says, one, one more mm-hmm. says, we, we actually support and, and, uh, behind, you know, we, we can vouch, WNT9 radio can vouch for the credit doctor, Angelo McClutton. So if anybody is actually interested in, um, getting a credit report and, you know, uh, getting a, a, a free conversation because, that other word seems to be scaring people away for some reason. So you get a free conversation about your credit, man, and getting it repaired. You know, contact the brother, 862-220-2948. Did I say that right? 862-220-2948. Now, uh, uh, before we get out of here, my co-host, go ahead and, and, and chime in on what it is you you had to say. Thank you.
1: It was just one thing I (laughs) wanted to touch on um, about home ownership. Yes. And your credit. Um, How in depth do you uh, get with helping people with home ownership and cleaning up their credit and, you know, before like their um, closing dates and stuff like that?
2: Right. So uh, what we do mainly do, that's a very good question, is we really focus on helping them with their credit. So not only – Removing negative things, but we really educate them about how to build positive credit as well because we want them to have the highest possible number when they go look for a mortgage. Once they start looking for a mortgage, it's basically out of our hands once so we get them in that position to so where they say, Okay, uh, you're the 700, or so high 690, 680, and you find a lender that's ready to say, Okay, we can move forward, and you have other things in place then, you know, we're happy, you know, with them and you tell them, like, you're good to go. But we try to get them in that position, at least seven hundred, so that they can go uh, get that mortgage. Once they start looking for the mortgage, then it's really out of our hands. We only really focus just on uh, their credit. Okay. I
0: want to thank you, man. Um, once again, uh, we are on the line. With the credit doctor, Angelo McClutchin. Contact him for a free console at 862-220-2948. That's 862-220-2948. If you wanted to reach out via email, it's creditrepair64 at gmail.com. I said that right, right? Creditrepair64 yes, yep, at gmail.com. That's correct. Right. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, good brother. you
2: for having me on there. I want to say thank you for having me on Thank
1: you, thank you guys, I really appreciate it Thank you brother You're very welcome And we appreciate what you do
2: Absolutely,
3: absolutely Thank
0: you, thank you. Hold on one second okay.
3: The homeless have nowhere to turn When their stomachs start to burn Cause they ain't got food to eat How the children gonna learn When they gotta take turns Cause they ain't got books to read then our babies turned to crime. Started getting high. Cause the job train's kinda slow. Cause ain't nobody worrying no more.